This is part five now in Ephesians 2, 11 to 13. Therefore, remember that at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands, remember that you were at that time, and then he mentions five things, separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, so the now here contrasts with this at one time, this was true of you, but now in Christ, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off. So he sums up these five conditions here as being far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And what I want to do is look at these five descriptions of what it means for the Gentiles to be far off. So, Father, as we look at these descriptions of ourselves, unless we are ethnic Jews, grant that we would know our true condition apart from Christ, and that we would be amazed at the effectiveness of the blood of Christ to bring us near to God and near to hope and near to promise. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't want to give the impression that because once we were far off, that necessarily those who are near are saved, because here in the next paragraph, it says, Christ came and preached peace to you who were far off, and peace to those who were near, for through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. In other words, near here doesn't necessarily mean saved. Near simply means, oh my goodness, look, what you have, Jewish people, in Romans 9, they are Israelites. To them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, the promises. To them belong the patriarchs from, from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ. That's what near means over against Gentiles. The Gentiles had none of those opportunities, and Jews had many of them. Both the near and the far need to be saved. But now this near here, I think, does imply, since it's affected by the blood of Jesus, you're all the way in, you Gentiles. Now here's my question. How do these five things to relate to each other? Let's list them like this. No Christ and no part in Israel. And no promises, no covenants of promise, no hope, and no God. Now, whenever I see a list like that, 
I ask, is Paul ordering them in a way to teach us something by the very order, not just the picking each one of them apart, which we're, we're going to do, but does the order itself tell us something? Now, here's what I see. You tell me if you think it works. I wish you could tell me. Separated from Christ is the first one, without Christ. And it gets reversed, but now in Christ. So the first thing mentioned about the problem and the first thing mentioned about the solution is the relationship to Christ. Before there was no Christ. You had no Christ. And now you're in Christ. And then he sums up that that in Christ takes away all the problem being far off. And that being far off is this, right? Those four things are the effect of not having Christ. And having Christ is the solution to those four things, far off being relevant to that one, that one, that one, and that one. Those four things are overcome, and that far-offness is now replaced with being near by the blood of Christ. And it happens in Christ Jesus, and the problem originated that we don't have Christ Jesus. So that's the structure, I think, with regard to Christ. Now, what about these four within the effect of not having Christ? We're not part of Israel. We don't have promises. We don't have hope. We don't have God. What's, what's the order? I think the order goes like this. Since we're not citizens of Israel, Israel's covenants of promise don't belong to us. You've got to be an Israelite to have the covenant promises made to Israel valid for you. Gentiles weren't that, and so they don't have the promises. And if you don't have promises, you don't have hope. And if you don't have any hope at all, the worst thing is that you don't have God because God being Israel's God was the greatest gift of hope. So that's the way I'm seeing it. Now, we got lots of work to do. We, we want to ask, really? This is what we'll do next time. Really? you got to be a citizen of Israel to be saved? Yes, you do. But what does that mean? And if you're a part of Israel, then you get to benefit from the covenants of promise. What are those? What does that mean? The covenants of promise. Are you a Gentile included now as you read the whole Old Testament in all the covenants of promise? Yes, you are. So we're going to spend a session on that and a session on that. And then what is the essence of this hope? Is it God? And how do they relate? to each other. So it looks to me, unless something changes in my thinking, that we do this next time, and then this, and then this.